you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Spend some time with Zach and Josh from the Midwest Meltdown. This show is created by two friends who have spent the past 14 years telling funny stories, talking about video games, and anything else that comes to mind. They wanted to turn their passions for gaming into something they could share with others. Again, that's the Midwest Meltdown on Spotify, Apple Music, and Podbean. Check them out. They would be happy to have you. Welcome back to the Dad and Rock Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back again for another week. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, got, got Zach together with one of his friends here. It was actually a busy Saturday for us. Uh, haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, outside maybe like going to the zoo, which I mean, after a while, I mean, the zoo's a zoo. But uh, yeah, you got Zach together with one of his friends and Skylar was uh, invited to a birthday party last minute. We went out, went to one of these uh, local corn mazes, which is, uh, I think, nationally known almost. It's one of those big ones. And walked around, got lost in the maze. We watched a pumpkin cannon get fired off. Kind of like the pumpkin chunking that they do in Delaware. Oh, yeah. It was a cannon? Yeah. It was one of those. You, you heard it. You looked in the sky and it was gone. Wow. And apparently, they, well, they fired off every hour. And they fired it off at like 2 o'clock. Well, at 2 o'clock, we were in the maze. And they fire the cannon over the maze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it goes like a half mile, so it's like way out there. But uh, that was that was pretty fun. I shot a video of it. Uh, you know, put that up there on my uh, my personal page or ZTV, as Zach like to call it. <laughs> yeah, I've got VTV on my end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, he he loves doing it for some reason. It was almost like I had to pull teeth to get him to shoot the opening and the closing. It's like, dude, you want to do this? You want this on the internet? You want it to be your channel? Uh, a little more enthusiasm will be nice. That's surprising because normally he's such a ham and like he forces it into our videos. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this time here, the maze itself, uh, the way it's set up, it's not really so much even a maze. Yeah. It's set up in quadrants and you walk in and you have a map and you're looking for mailboxes and each mailbox has a piece to the, the map. Mm -hmm. So you're putting together the map as you go. So you really can't get lost in it. There's, you know, uh, a way out everywhere you go. You know, there's, you know, there's a big bridge in the middle. But uh, it was almost a three-mile walk, I think, total, if you do the whole maze. Yeah. So by the time we were done, I think he was just wiped out. Oh, yeah. And he was he was just, he was, he was over it. Yeah, Verona gets like that, too. If she's tired, there's just uh, nothing to it, man. She's done. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know what, buddy? I want to go ahead. I want to get this up. I want to get it edited. I'm kind of in that mood. Let me let my creative juices flow. Right. And uh, get it up. And once it was up, he was pumped. I mean, he was watching it on the TV and everything. You know, I put it out there. He's like watching how many people actually, you know, find it and listen to it. Or I should say to watch it. And he loves seeing those numbers go. But uh, sometimes the creativity portion of it, he kind of lacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, Skylar actually went to a... Uh, birthday party which was a uh petting zoo party at somebody's house i was like hold on how are they wow. doing this uh they had like goats and little horses and uh pigs and i was like it, and you you know centerville you know the area yeah uh it was in centerville i'm like i bet that okay. cost a pretty penny man oh yeah yeah that, that couldn't have been cheap yeah so she did that and i'm telling you my kids were wiped out a party like that's gonna ruin it for other parents because you know their kids are be like why can't i have a petting zoo party for my birthday <laughs> i want a pony mommy what yeah where's my pony oh dude no 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 you're you're guilty let's be let's be straight oh yeah your halloween bit. party with the bouncy house <laughs> you were guilty of doing the same thing I was like okay now now how am i gonna raise the ante here or do i want to 
Can you blame me? It was so easy. We just needed to inflate the thing, and then the adults could just, you know, BS. Like, go on, kid. Get back in that bouncy house and play. Go bounce around and go hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, your family or anything do anything this past week? Yeah, I spent the week um, really kind of getting the new house in order. We pretty much finished unpacking, which was a miracle. It took a while. Uh, I ordered some more things off Amazon, bit a little Amazon crazy here recently. I got a couple of bookshelves going. Oh, hold on, hold on. Recently? I've never <laughs> known you not to be Amazon crazy. That's true. Well, I've been extra Amazon crazy um, recently, putting bookshelves together. God, I hate that. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's, I like, especially, you know what, how it's like, they have you like screw shelves or screw things in, but they don't want you to screw it all the way in because if you screw it all the way in, there's no way that uh, the other shelf will get on there. It's like screw it in just enough so it'll hold on there and then wait till it's completely complete and loose and wobbly and then screw everything in. Man, it, it took me forever to get these things put together, but they're put together now. And then this weekend, I do want to mention uh, Christina, my wife and I, we went to a baby shower on Saturday. It was kind of a gender reveal party. Don't worry, there were no fireworks or pyrotechnics <laughs> or anything. No fire, fi No fires were starting. Kentucky? No, thank goodness. They had a cute little uh, volcano, kind of like you know, like a fourth grader science project where you dump the uh, stuff in the volcano. The vinegar into the baking soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christopher and Jasmine, congratulations. They have a baby boy on the way. Oh, no way, really? Yep. Well, congrats, guys. That's awesome. A baby boy, which is what they wanted because she already has a, a daughter named Molly who's 10 years old. Uh, so she's going to have a baby boy now. So uh, it was it was really nice. I mean, they had, you know, food out and everybody was really responsible and kind of kept their distance and had masks on and stuff. So uh, it was a fun time. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, a, a new baby in the world. Whew. Boy, at one point, I feel like they were coming hard and heavy at one point. It was like every time we turned around, someone we knew was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was a little ray of sunshine in these uh, kind of dim months here with everything going on. So it was uh, it was kind of a nice change of pace to have some normalcy, like some good news for a change. <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, he may have what happened to me this weekend uh, happened to him maybe about probably about 10 years down the road or maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, Zach is getting good at Mario Kart uh. and he's playing online with his friends over and over and over again. And that's my dominion. Right. You do not challenge me at Mario Kart. No. You're going down. <laughs> And we're playing, and I'm noticing he's, like, in, like, third, fourth. Typically, he's, like, in sixth or seventh when we've played in the past. And he's so far behind me, I'm like, okay, I can screw up five or six times. I may get beat by the computer, but I'm not, I'm not losing this little bastard. No, yeah, no uh, way. <laughs> and we're playing, and I'm like, okay, I get him, I get him. And then one game, he beats me, and immediately, I know he is my son for sure. <laughs> the trash talk starts second one he crosses that that finish line oh no and it is insufferable like i can't take it <laughs> good good you got a little taste of it oh man so what do i turn around and do to him i just stomp him into the ground the next round. oh race. my gosh <laughs> almost like... rainbow road too i was like yep you're going wow. down wow <laughs> you just hitting it with red shells or what oh oh yeah oh they and they have these new shells too if you're far enough back like i would purposely fall back and get these like blue shells because when you shoot them, it explodes. So anyone that's even close, <laughs> it takes them all out. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play nasty here. But uh, there was a part of me, I was like, okay, that uh, made me a little proud. It's like, you know, he's a, he's a trash talker like his daddy. Oh, he's a chip off the old block for sure. You didn't need to question that at all. You knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, man. But there was that. And uh, I found out when my wife picked up Skylar from uh, daycare on Friday, apparently well, her other friend wound up getting COVID with her. So there, was, there were both positive there. It's two of the three cases that were in the, in the center. Yeah. 
And uh, apparently her friend's mom is calling them the COVID sisters. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I'm not sure either, but they're like, you know what? This is, uh, this is us. And we got together and we're still here. So yeah, well, there you go. I mean, it's a story <laughs> they can tell for sure. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. Uh, when I heard that, I, was, I kind of shook my head and laughed at the same time. Because I, I was like, is that is this something that should be funny? Is that, I mean, I know it shouldn't be funny, but... <laughs> you guys did luck out as far as her not really being symptomatic and you guys being in the clear. I mean, you guys kind of dodged a bullet there. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah, because if, if she really got sick and then passed it to Zach, which Zach has... Uh, I mean, he's got a history of breathing issues. Right. He's kind of grown out of them as of late. But, you know, if he got it, he used to get croup a lot. We were hospitalized, I think, at least twice Yeah, uh, because of croup. So if he would have gotten it, it, it could have been bad, like you were saying. Yep. So luckily, uh, we kind of got through it. And the only case that was positive in the house was my little girl and... Uh, she's she's a beast, so we weren't too concerned. <laughs> <She is. laughs> oh man, but in that in that time though, I mean, being stuck at home, uh, we just watch TV. I mean, we were watching things like The Secrets of the Zoo. I mean, we're at Columbus Zoo all the time now, so but that, but then we you know the boys started up, and I've heard that there's been some bad reviews out for the boys. Have you heard about this? Uh, just a little bit, and I can't imagine any bad reviews considering the glowing review that you and I gave it last week, but what are they saying in these reviews? Well, it's not so much the show. So the show, it's funny, because if you look at the actual like, reviews, they'll give it one star, then they'll give like like our glowing review of the show. Yeah. Actually typed out. But the title would be one star due to uh, releasing. So they're only releasing like one episode at a time. So people are giving it one star because of the way they're releasing it, because they can't binge the show. I hate that. That is lame. I mean, come on, people. I mean, I love the fact that uh, it, we're getting back to appointment television. I, I feel like it's it's going more and more that way, and people just need to get over themselves. Yeah. Because like we were saying before, I mean, we can talk about the show, and we can enjoy the show, and they watch the after shows and things like that, and you don't have to worry about, you know, I got to watch all of them now, because if I open up my Facebook feed, they'll all be ruined. Right. Yeah, it's getting to a point now where, you know, binge watching has been around long enough thanks to Netflix and other services, that there are a lot of people out there, like younger folks, like, you know, guys in their 20s or whatever, where I feel like that's what they know TV is being. Like, if I can't sit down and just mm -hmm. binge watch all of it, then I don't care about it. You know, it's really it's really kind of weird to have such a reaction to not being able to binge watch it that you'll go out of your way to give it a one-star review. Like, Are we the old guys on the block now? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think we have been. Are we the get off my lawn <laughs> because I want to watch one episode a week? Buddy, we're dads. We're uh, grilling in our white sneakers. Like, yeah. I I, I, oh, okay. Well, I posted a picture. Of, apparently, Christina called me out. <laughs> Cargo shorts wasn't even the funny part of the tweet. It was black socks with flip-flops. <laughs> and leave it to Christina to point out the cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. she. I can't wear cargo shorts. I mean, she just gets on me. But it's like, hey, man, I, I got to put my wallet somewhere. <laughs> oh, I love me some cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, they're convenient. Who cares? Who am I trying to impress? <laughs> yeah, got her. Like you said, you know, I've got gray hair that was on my face and it's creeping into my hair finally. So I I'm definitely <laughs> showing my age. Look, we could go on and on. I've got earlier this week, I found this one eyebrow hair that was just super, super duper long, like ridiculously long, where I was like, what is happening to me? I have to go and cut this one eyebrow hair. Uh, that's depressing. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh, well, you got to have hair growing somewhere. I mean, that forehead's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Oh, man, but I'm wearing hats because, you know, the back of my head is getting a little thin myself. But 
Maybe I could just uh, grow out my eyebrows and then just comb my eyebrows back all the way to the back of my head. <laughs> just one big unibrow and you have a comb over. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of, we were watching the AMCs, uh, American Music Awards, or whatever they call, or ACMs, ACMs, American Country Awards, whatever the hell it is. But uh, they went and they had their awards. They had three different locations they were playing at. The show was terrible. Yeah. Because it was just, it was more just doom and gloom. All the music they were playing. I was like, I mean, we don't need that now. Give us something upbeat. Yeah. This is like the old school country music that wants me to grab a beer, go in the back room in the dark, cry and drink. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what it was. Right. But saying all that, there was one dude that had Billy Ray Cyrus hair. Really? He was rocking the mullet. Probably. Wow. I was like, and I looked at Janessa. I was like, is the mullet coming back? There's no way my hair's coming back. Dude, my nephew has a mullet and he thinks it's the coolest thing. He loves it. Oh my God. And he's, uh, he's like a, a sophomore or something in high school. So yeah, I think it's coming back. I, I, I just had to let that sink <laughs> in because it's, oh, oh man, we're going, no, we can't, we can't go back to the mullet days. I don't know. I mean, yeah, why not? Shoot. It was never, look. I didn't think it was all that bad. It was very 90s. It's as bad as like, you know, like uh, parachute pants and neon colors. And I don't know. I just have an affinity for the 90s. So now see <laughs> a person that rocked the mullet himself. I can't, I can't endorse it. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> the closest I ever got was uh, the spiked hair, like gelled spiked hair. And I had a little rat tail growing in the back. But I never got full mullet status. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me. When my hair was like uh, wet, it was, it was well, almost mid back. Dude, it, yeah. It was a helmet. Yeah. And then when it dried up, it got curly as all get up and it just kind of sat on my shoulders. You used to just spray that, douse it with hairspray too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The top of when I was when I was kind of <laughs> teaching it to go back. Oh, it wasn't hairspray. I was like a half a can of freaking gel. <laughs> I mean, I would put it just all in there, just kind of wig it around and slick it back and yep. hope the comb, the comb would take half of it out with so much in there. <laughs> Oh, that well, was what oh, we man, did back the, in the day, and it was glorious. Oh, I could have run square into a wall and not hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, getting back to appointment TV or now yeah, how old we are. I mean, The Boys isn't the only show. We're seeing more and more shows get into this. Yeah. I mean, we... I mean, there's a show we'll be talking about in a later episode here, Ted Lasso, on Apple TV. It's every Friday it drops. Yep. Uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, that was, you know, weekly as well. So... It's it's something that, like we said, I love because it gives me opportunity to watch it and talk about it right. before the next one comes out. But is this? Do you think this is a pattern, or are they going to go ahead and cave to uh, pressure and actually dump them all at once? I don't think they're going to cave to pressure because at the end of the day, I don't think these reviews are going to have all that much meaning towards things. Uh, I mean, the general consensus is that the boy season two is good and it's drawing a lot of excitement. And people are excited to watch it week to week. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I feel like in general, these streaming services are going to be doing this more and more. I think maybe Netflix will mm -hmm. probably be the holdout because they're kind of the originators of binge watching. Yeah, they're the ones that started Yeah, they're the ones who started it. So they may want to be like the lone wolf that still does binge watching. So, you know, people that love binge watching can kind of stay with Netflix. But to me, it just makes more sense to drop your content uh, piece by piece to keep the excitement going. I mean, we kind of mentioned it before, you know, Stranger Things, I love that show, but, you know, you're excited for it. You watch it all within like one week's time. And then the uh, wow of it all kind of goes away within that uh, that time span. And then you're done with it for another year and a half until the next season yeah. comes um, versus something like content on HBO 
like I watched The Outsider week to week. That was uh, Stephen King adaptation. It was so good. Stuff like you mentioned before. I mean, Mandalorian. We've got uh, The Boys. But it, it keeps the conversation going for the stretch of the, you know, so let's say it's a 10 episode season. Then that's 10 weeks that people are talking about the thing. But not just 10 weeks of people talking about. Like what you just said, 10, 10 weeks of people talking about. People yeah. like us that will go ahead and give it basically free publicity. We're not getting paid a dime to talk about these shows. Right. But yet we have such a passion for these shows. We want to talk about them and just kind of get it out there. So we have, you know, us talking, talking about it, putting it out there and uh, as many people that actually listen to us. And then there's, you know, however many more shows that are like us that are talking about the show as well. So you have all this word of mouth spreading about a show that say, uh, say Janessa, for instance, may not be interested in. Right. But she hears so many people talk about it. She's like, you know, what's the buzz? And she may actually tune in one episode, be surprised, and, you know, be hooked on it. Yeah. So they lose that by dumping them all at once. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, I, I feel like eventually you're going to see this kind of thing more and more from your Apple TV, Amazon Prime, and the services outside of Netflix. I don't think Netflix will move to that format anytime soon. Nah, I, yeah, kind of, kind of there with you. You know what? Screw them. <laughs> they'll be fine whatever yeah they they're not they're not gonna be hurting anytime so i thought they would hurt a yeah. little bit uh with other streaming services coming out and kind of getting into that that market well they're not going anywhere anytime i'll be honest soon. i don't know how they're fine uh given their uh you know their business model they just like throw content out like crazy only which you know there's some maybe about 10 percent of it is like something that gets buzz you know i couldn't t- I mean, the only thing i watch on netflix is the witcher I don't watch anything else. I'm not, I mean, I try to get into Stranger Things. And I get in like a, like spats. Like I haven't finished like season yeah. two yet. I haven't finished, but there's me a time I know I'm going to sit down. I'm going to finish season two. Then I'm going to start season three. And, but I rarely ever turn it on. But I do know there are a lot of people my age and younger and some older that they don't have cable anymore. Like they're fine to only have Netflix and they actually do watch a lot of the content that's put out there on Netflix. And the the content that's put out by Netflix is uh, pretty varied. I mean, they have game shows, they have horror stuff, they have reality TV, they have comedies, of course, science fiction, action adventure. I mean, you can find pretty much a little bit of everything on Netflix. So for a lot of people, they only pay that whatever it is, you know, 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month. And that's their entirety of their their watching content (laughs) throughout the month. So, you know, I get that, too. So, yeah, like we said, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're they're still ruling the roost when it comes to streaming. <laughs> but uh, streaming, the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer dropped. Holy crap. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Just just holy crap. Seeing Baby Yoda again or the child or if, however you want to talk about him. You can't reverse it now. It's too late. I mean, the general public knows the thing as Baby Yoda. They didn't give it a name in Season 1, so that's on them. Yep. If it's not Yoda, then they should have called it something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing him again, seeing him kind of, you know, sitting in his like his little bassinet thing floating behind Dinjarin or the Mando. Mando yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it was it was great, and th- and they stuck to the traditional flying into a planet with a ship in space shot for their opening shot, at least for the trailer itself. And I feel like it's going to be at least an opening shot to one of the episodes. Because how it's limping in, it almost kind of gives us the feeling that there was some type of battle. Yeah. That I don't remember at the end of season one where the uh, the Razor Crest was beat up pretty good. Yeah, it's got its hangar bay door kind of propped open. It's got one of its engines kind of sparking out. 
as it's uh, cascading into this planet scape that I'm not sure which planet it is. I think it's Tatooine. Oh, it, I mean, it may be. He's going past like a desert brownish kind of planet uh, heading towards like a bluish kind of moon. So part of me thought maybe it was Yavin, but it's not it's not uh, red enough to be Yavin because that's a gas giant. So it might be. I mean, it is Mandalorian, so it may be a brand new planet that we've never seen before. That's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as this trailer goes, it is it was done really well. They gave you just enough to tease you, to make you salivate for season two. And it's coming quick. I mean, it's coming next month. Yeah. So we don't have to wait too much longer for this thing. Will they drop a second trailer, you think, on us? Or are they going to make us just kind of talk about the one? I think we're going to see a second trailer because there are things that we know are going to be in season two, like Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. that we don't see in this trailer. I don't want to see her. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to see her in a trailer. the actual show. I want to see her on the show. Do not. The biggest gripe I have at trailers is they ruin the movies right. or the shows because they give you too much. I want to like actually be jonesing for something. I want to yeah. I want to like, you know, when you, when you went and seen episode one and you seen Yoda for the first time. Right. When you were in that theater, the theater erupted. Yep. I want that feeling. I want that like goosebumps feeling. When Hulk Hogan walks out and, you know, the real American, <laughs> I want that. You with the crowd popping. Yeah. If they take that away if, by showing that in a trailer, they rob you of that feeling. I'm with you. I think we live in a different day and age here where it's like they're expected to show stuff in a trailer, which is kind of sad because you lose some of that. So I, I would actually prefer not to see her in a trailer. That being said, if you know, I hear the news that another trailer's dropped between now and when it debuts mm. and hey, Ahsoka Tano's in there, of course, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. As much as I've been, I've told myself in the past, I'm going to stop, stop watching movie trailers. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. When something's coming out that I'm really looking forward to, I have to watch it. I got to know what's going on. Yep. And I got to see if it's going to be worth my time because, you know, you hype something up so big, it may turn out to be garbage. <laughs> we know this show now has a track history in it. And just, I mean, there's one scene that I just smiled at every time I seen it is when uh, Mando and Baby Yoda float behind him, <laughs> walk into that like boxing fighting arena. And he says he always has them with him. Right. And then all of a sudden you see uh, Baby Yoda look down and you see Mando activating his whispering and whispering birds. And all of a sudden you see him go, oh, and closes his like his little thing. And all of a sudden you hear him going <laughs> everywhere and knocking everybody out and you know, people are laying all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Yoda's seen those uh, in action before. So that was a definitely a funny scene. And you throughout the trailer, you kind of listen to the dialogue from the last episode where mm-hmm. Mando was talking to the armorer. Um, and kind of given him his next line of duties, right? Like, hey, this child is yours. You, you two are bound, and you've got to bring it back to its people, uh, this group of sorcerers that were at one time our enemy. And uh, it kind of plays that dialogue throughout the trailer. And Mando lands on this planet with Baby Yoda, or the child. And while this dialogue is going on, you see this hooded female figure in the distance, uh, kind of wearing black robes, who... Uh, was standing there in this uh, hustle and bustle of this street, which may be uh, Mon Calamar, that planet that they're on, because you see a lot of Mon Calamari and uh, that that race, which is kind of like an all-water planet. Um, but yeah, she disappears in the hustle and bustle like really quick. And did you, well, of course you know now, but you and I, you know, spoiler alert, we, you and I kind of checked out the trailer before hopping on here. But yeah, apparently that character that disappears, at first I thought maybe... 
because she had a kind of a passing resemblance to Rosario Dawson. I thought maybe it was Ahsoka Tano and they would kind of change her up later, but it wasn't her. But she didn't have the the actual like the cowl and everything that she would have for being. Yeah, that robe, yeah. that uh, hood on her robe would have had to sit a lot higher. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't Ahsoka Tano. It turns out it was uh, Sasha Banks playing Sabine Wren from Rebels. How'd you feel about that? Uh, first of all, seeing Sabine is going to be awesome. Yeah. Second, uh, with it being Sasha Banks from WWE, uh, I don't know how, <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know how I feel about that because I know the character she plays on wrestling, she does a great job at. Right. I mean, we, she's a W, she's a uh, SmackDown personality. Okay. We're a SmackDown family. Right. We love SmackDown. So when it comes to Banks and it comes to Bailey and all the women on there, I mean, they're almost more enjoyable to watch than the men are. Yeah. So if she brings the same enthusiasm and everything she brings to that, it could work. Right. But I, I'm almost, I've got to say it. Like knowing, knowing the character. Yeah. From Rebels. Uh, I'm having a hard time picturing it, but I'm not going to say I'm ruling it out, if that makes sense. Yeah, see, I don't have that same level of predetermination as you, because I don't really, I may have seen Sasha Banks, I'm sure I have, when you and I watched some wrestling uh, the last few months around WrestleMania, I'm sure I've seen her wrestle, but I don't, really, I can't recall kind of come to mind what her personality is, uh, but I do know Sabine Wren, and she she looks like kind of a slightly older Sabine Wren from the show, which Sabine would be slightly older, because the last time that we saw Sabine, it was pre-A New Hope, and this is post-Return of the Jedi, so it's been at least about five or six years uh, in between uh, the last episode of Rebels and The Mandalorian, so she would be a bit older. So kind of jury's out, you know, we'll see, and I'm sure you're of the same opinion, like, you're open to it, we'll just see how she does. I, I trust in Favreau. Yeah. So if he feels like she was right for the part, he has gained that that right for us to be able to just to trust him in what he does. Yeah. So until he does something that's way off base, we'll roll with it, honestly. Yeah, and they don't need to do stunt casting for Star Wars. I mean, if she wasn't right for the part and she was going to be bad, then they didn't need to cast her. It wasn't like a boon for them, like, hey, we've got a WWE personality. Like, they could have cast some actress from anywhere and it would still would have played it's still star wars yeah exactly it, it wouldn't have mattered yeah so i'm sure they felt that she was right for the part and that's why she's there so all in all any other thoughts about the trailer uh do you think well i mean we've already kind of addressed this about a second trailer uh, i think there will be honestly after after i thought about it for a second yeah because we didn't see any like uh anything resembling boba fett or uh or would you say uh captain rex or right. whoever you know it's going to be. I think they got they're going to hint at something down those lines. Yeah. Uh, they did drop all of the names of the episodes. Actually, I think they were leaked. Uh, <laughs> I've <laughs> not read and, them, and I don't want to know them. Well, I'll, I'm going to give you one. Okay. Uh, one's called the Sorceress. Oh. And okay. everyone is thinking that that's where we will see Ahsoka. Yes. And if that's true, we're not going to see her till like episode eight of ten episodes. And they're going to drag it on. Oh, no. So I hope the you know, the fan theories aren't correct that it's going to take that long. But while we were talking about it, I just had something to dawn on me. We were talking about, like, uh, uh, Mando is taking Baby Yoda to the Sorcerers, the, Je the Jedi. Yeah. At this point now, I mean, we are now aware that there is Ahsoka, who is technically not a Jedi. Right. Then there is Luke. Yeah. And that's really it. Yeah, this is like six years post 
Return of the Jedi. So at this point in canon, Luke is really the only Jedi Jedi. He may have started his academy by this point and started doing some training. I'm not sure how old Ben Solo would have been. He might have been too young at this point. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the only Jedi that we know concrete for a fact exists in this time period is Luke Skywalker, um, with Ahsoka being a former Jedi. But at the same time, it's like I could see Ahsoka becoming a Jedi again with the right reason. And if she finds this, you know, there is something special about Yoda's race, something that we it's a mystery and we don't really know. But considering like Yoda, Yaddle and this baby are the only three Mm -hmm examples of of their race that we've seen in every star wars medium comics uh novels you know cartoons the movies like there's something that we don't know about yoda's race that i think is going to play into a factor and we're going to learn more about it and it may be special enough to bring ahsoka back to uh being a jedi i don't know well ahsoka was always very respectful of yoda yeah like she knew yoda was one of the council. He couldn't right. override it. Everyone would look to him, but he couldn't make the final decision. Yeah. So it was when she decided to leave, when she was like, you know, I got to do this on my own. I got to figure out what's going on. Even when she was talking to uh, Anakin, she's been away for a while. She's had her own book. She's had her own adventure. She's showed up, you know, within uh, Rebels, kind of doing her own thing. She's, you know, faced off against Vader. But she basically faced her demon. She faced up against, you know, Vader and knowing it was Anakin. So she kind of seen, you know, the Jedi Council as as what it was. I mean, I made the controversial statement a while back that I think, you know, the dark side of it was already within the Jedi Council because they were hungry for power. Yeah. And they didn't want to give up what they had. And that is a, you know, a trait of the dark side. So she may have been the only one that was able to foresee that happening before she got out. It's true. And it's so crazy how how this character is, you know, went from this character not existing at all and being introduced in a cartoon (laughs) with the Clone Wars movie that came out as just kind of this whiny Padawan to Anakin. But she saw the fall of the Jedi. She's seen, you know, the rise of the Rebellion. Um, and apparently, according to the Mandalorian now, it's a concrete timeline, she's been through the events of the original trilogy. So I can't wait until we learn, maybe through a book or some other form or fashion, what the heck Ahsoka was doing during A New Hope, during Empire Strikes Back, during Return of the Jedi. Like, what is she, she doing during that time span? Because she's here now. Apparently, she was with Sabine throughout that time. And, I mean, I think it's just ripe for cool storytelling because I like to see different points of view during events that, you know, you and I know, like, the back of our hands. Like, we know the Battle of Yavin, the yeah. Battle of Endor, the, you know, Cloud City and stuff. We know that stuff like crazy. So it's like, what was Ahsoka doing during that time period? Yeah, well, just like that book, a uh, certain point of view. Yeah. I mean, they, they tell the same stories we know, but from other characters, you know, what else happening. So that was fun. But yeah, and I'll be all about, you know, just them two looking for um, Ezra. Yeah. I mean, if it was just them out looking for Ezra and then they're hearing things that are happening or coming across like some things and, and they're kind of crossing, you know, storylines a little bit, but not enough that would alter the originals. So if they just kind of cross paths, I'll say, for instance, they come into Yavin and they see all these ships and they're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and they know they know they're kind of on the watch list of everybody, right? Because everybody knows who they are. They're not nobodies. Yeah. 
So they want to keep as a, a lowest profile as possible while they're doing their search. So if they come into an area where things are happening and they want to get out, you know what I mean? I can, I can see them kind of doing something like that, but it's going to take a real creative mind. And I would love to see something like that on Disney+. Plus. Oh, for sure. Yeah, me too. And I mean, the, the there's giant question marks too. You mentioned Ezra, but also Thrawn because Thrawn, oh, Thrawn, dude, Thrawn and Thrawn, Ezra. I love me some Thrawn. I mean, oh, the last dude, time we, we just... saw them, they were together. And I feel like if we see Ezra then we're we just going to know Thrawn. what happens with Thrawn too. Mm. And, you know, and if we are jumping to this point in time where it's like post return of the Jedi and, you know, years prior to the force awakens uh, and we see, you know, characters like Ezra and Ahsoka and, and Thrawn kind of thriving and, and doing things in that time period, man, that's, that's, that's sweet. That's, <laughs> that's prime. You uh you mentioned Thrawn and I just started Thrawn Ascendancy. Oh yeah, is that a new novel? Oh, it's a new one. It's a, it's a, the first of the, uh, the next three. Wow. And oh man, I just the Chiss are so fantastic. <laughs> That's his race. I don't know how they they have not been represented in any other form outside of Thrawn, and they they're not new because you know Timothy Zana has been writing these books for a while, and they've yeah. been within canon until Disney said, "Chop, start over, erase." Right. But uh, they, they brought them back fast. Yeah. They did cherry pick as far as the stuff that they liked from the extended universe. They're like, ah, we'll just bring that back. Yeah. He needs he needs some type of representation on the big screen. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I think it's coming. Yeah. Because they've got to get away. Because, like, I know a little bit about the actual, the race itself. Yeah. Uh, they don't have computers for hyperspace. They actually have, like, members of the crew that can actually have... Uh, third sight they call it and they're young it's like oh. they they only have this third sight to like they're 11 wow or something those lines and they're the one that steers them through hyperspace it's more like a spiritual thing yeah so it's those kids that can do it and that's how kind of how they get around and they're i've got a feeling that the lifespan is a lot longer because mm. based by the way that they're talking when it comes to these kids in this book i'm reading now or listening to i feel like they've got a much longer lifespan than say a humanoid would normally have, but yeah, poor humans. We seem to have the the weakest lifespan in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> oh man, but uh, dude, yeah, okay. Well, that's my throne. Okay, well, we'll we'll keep going. We were on Mandalorian. I can go. I, I know. I said the magic word, didn't I? I just said throne and it set you <laughs> off. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, no matter how you look at it, even if we if if we got him in some manner in the Mandalorian in a season down the road or something like that. I know there were some rumblings. I feel like you don't cast Rosaria Dawson in a crucial role like that unless you intended to have her more than just a couple of uh, guest spot episodes on the Mandalorian where she only does the role maybe, you know, mm -hmm. for a total of 10 minutes or something like there's something bigger oh. on the horizon, I think, with her. What if they did bring him in to the Mandalorian? OK, would that distract from the show? If they brought a character of his stature in and they went ahead and had Rosaria Dawson as Ahsoka, would those two distract from the storyline of the Mandalorian? I think it would because that story is just too big. And then you would basically be turning the Mandalorian into a Rebels sequel. And I think the Mandalorian deserves more than that because we like the character of the Mandalorian. We like the mystery of Baby Yoda. I like the idea of bringing in some characters to kind of guest star and kind of like, oh, well, this is season two and this is the season where, you know, he met up with Ahsoka for a couple episodes. I like that. I would prefer seeing a standalone series 
you know, the Ahsoka Tano series where we get to follow Sabine and we get to follow Ahsoka Tano. Like, they are the, the major players of that. And Thrawn is, like, the big bad of that, of that series. series. That's what I would like to see. Now, would you be opposed to them bringing them in or, or very lightly into The Mandalorian where we as viewers see it and say Ahsoka notices as well? And then that's how they kind of spin off Ahsoka and Thrawn from the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think there's a way of doing that to where it introduces us to the live action Ahsoka Tano. And I think there's a way of ending whatever episodes they're in of the Mandalorian this season, ending in a way to get you just juiced up for an Ahsoka Tano series. We're like, well, I'm so curious as to what happens with her and Sabine in continuing adventures. I, I think there's definitely a way of doing that. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm pumped up right now just talking about it because I can, I can, I can <laughs> yeah. see it happening. Oh, for sure. Especially given the fact that they are, they've pretty much announced that this Obi-Wan series is going to be a one and done. So it's like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Obi-Wan, even, you know, before Disney+. Plus. Um, and if that's true, if they're just only doing Obi-Wan for some six-episode arc, then that's not going to leave a lot of time. Uh, you know, you can continue Mandalorian going, but you don't want to do that until, you know, forever. It's smart for them to kind of lead into other Star Wars series for Disney Plus to keep keep the ball rolling. And I think they can easily, like right now, how there's nothing in the theaters. Yeah. If they play it off of what's happening on Disney Plus here, where the series they have now, they can easily bleed that into a movie. Right. You know, for the big screen. So if they, you know, they, they put characters that, you know, some of the people don't know about. Like, for instance, as much as I love Throne... You had to watch Rebels, the new Thrawn. Yeah. If you knew nothing but watch TV. Yeah. So if you didn't watch Rebels, you don't know who Thrawn is. Right. If they go ahead and put him into uh, Mandalorian, then launch that into a movie, now people are seeing Thrawn for the first time. Yeah. And then I think they love what happened with Thrawn, just like it does with uh, Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. Because I think they're just so unique characters where Thrawn himself is a brilliant character when it comes to anything strategic and everything but political he is the most ignorant dude out there he has no clue what's happening in front of his face <laughs> yeah but if he's looking in battle or if he's looking at say vader and they're going toe-to-toe just verbally even even vader i don't think can hold a candle to him no now vader can use the force and choke him out and you know do all that to <laughs> right, him right yeah so throne always knew how far he can push him definitely when he was standing in front of uh, a palpatine but he's my best big baddie when it comes to star wars Oh, yeah. I mean, really close second is Maul. I, I just love Darth Maul. In the, in the years, Vader has kind of taken a step back for me. And I think it's just a product of me knowing more, reading more of uh, the comics, how much he was manipulated by Palpatine, going through the, uh, the Dr. Alpha book and knowing how much he was trying to build his own army and everything to go ahead and undermine Palpatine. And he just never was able to follow through with any of it. I mean, it's just the, the fact that Star Wars has been around forever, too, where you have to introduce some other interesting villains and antagonists, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of which weren't able to hold a candle to Darth Vader. But some of them do, actually. Some of them, you know, give Vader a run for his money, even though, you know, the Phantom Menace, like you mentioned, Maul, there wasn't a lot for Maul to do besides sneer and growl in the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Right. And kind of look cool. 
But, I mean, you know, Rebels and the Clone Wars, they really fixed that in the comics. I mean, they fleshed out his character, so you learn so much more about him, and he's super cool. By the time he gets to the point in Rebels where he's facing down Obi-Wan Kenobi for the last time, it's just like it's so emotional, to that the yeah. end of that character. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. There are characters out there that don't hold a candle to Vader, but there are some because of the magic of just storytelling throughout the years where it's like, wow, you know, somebody like Grand Admiral Thrawn can actually be your favorite. <laughs> yeah, I just love the standing toe to toe. It was like yeah. everyone was so terrified of Vader. He wasn't terrified of him. He respected him. Right. It's like, I know what I can get away with because I am basically in that right pocket of Palpatine and you're in the left pocket. Yeah. Like, you're going to do so much to me without answering <laughs> to daddy. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, getting back to the Mandalorian here. I mean, it, it releases October 30th. Uh, they have not. And I have dug deep. And if I have not been able to find it, and if you have, I think they're releasing only one episode a week. They're not going to release two. Or like, I think last year what they did was they released one on Wednesday and one on Friday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're holding to that pattern as far as much as I dug, as much as I figured out like names of episodes. Uh, that's the one piece of information I could not find out. Okay. So hopefully that's one a week. I mean, if they give me two that first week of Wednesday and Friday, I won't be mad. Because it's, I mean, uh, it's Star Wars. I want it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yourself, sir? Uh, nah. Nah, I'm sure. I'll catch it. I'll watch it at some point. No, nice. of course. Like, I'm going to watch it that day. <laughs> and you and I will be uh, talking about it that day. Okay. So I think it's about time to jump into that Razor Crest. And with that engine flashing, I think we should go ahead and just crash wind to whatever planet's in front of us. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, cheese planet. Maybe it's a moon made of cheese. So, sir, I'm going to go ahead and I will start first here. All right. So how many kids does it take to change the toilet paper roll? Oh, boy. How many kids does it take to change a toilet paper roll? You got me. Who knows? No kids has ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> boy, ain't that the truth. There we go. I figured dads and kids and that's, you know, it fits. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. All right. I got one here for you. Go for it. What rock group has four men that don't sing? What rock group has four men that don't sing? Stonehenge. Close. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, no, I don't think we got crickets either of us this time. Yeah, they're think, both pretty good. I think we both failed. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we they both weren't bad failed. enough. <laughs> oh man so if you guys are paying attention to our social media accounts i put out the funniest and the creepiest video oh promoting the show and our t public uh site for you know dad and rock go to tpublic.com type in dad and rock and you'll find our, our merch you mean your uh, niece with a full set of teeth oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's like oh what oh just a few months old maybe five months old now yeah and the funny, she's wearing one of our onesies. And I reached out to my sister. I was like, do you mind if I use uh, your daughter as our spokes baby? And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, let's do this. And so I went down there and spent some money and got a, an app. And I made her talk with my wife's voice. And it was uh, the funniest and the creepiest thing I've seen. It was alarming and, and <laughs> jarring. And uh, yeah, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But I don't know if it was your mom or somebody just mentioned how, you know, the baby had a full set of teeth and it was like, oh, that's it. That's what makes it so strange and weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it was. I think it was my brother's wife was the first one that pointed it out to me on Facebook. And I just soon as I started laughing. I, mean, I was getting reactions on Twitter from, dude, this is the creepiest and the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, congrats to your wife. She uh, she did a good job on the read. It ended up being a pretty oh, good plug. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We're getting we're getting the uh, the publicity I was looking for from people from saying. Uh, oh, I said I was looking to, I was looking to plug a show our show in a funny and creepy way, and I got you succeeded very well, sir. <laughs> yeah, you did. And honestly, I think it's it might have been what gave us the push to get uh, past our one thousand follower mark on Twitter. Oh yeah, dude, we were going. We were kind of, it got to a point where it kind of got stagnant, where we weren't really growing really a whole lot anymore. Uh, we added over 100 followers here on Twitter in the past, like, three or four days. So we're up, like, over a, what, 1,033 or something like that, which is, uh, if you would have asked me when I first started doing our Twitter account, we would ever get to that number, I would have said you're full of it. Yeah. I said, there, there's no way we're going to get to that number. Yeah, so speaking of Twitter, you can find links to all of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and we mentioned our shop earlier, Chris's commercial for our Tee Public shop. You can find links to that on dadnarock.com, as well as uh, past episodes. So go ahead and check out dadnarock.com. Some slight updates to the website recently. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. And as we're kind of cruising into the cheesy through September and into October, uh, you and I have some shows in mind leading up to Halloween time, right? Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and embrace the creepy month. We're going to go ahead and do some uh, some horror movies. Yep. We're going to talk about our favorites, uh, which ones actually went ahead and creeped us out as kids, and uh, which ones still creep us out as adults. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's something you guys can look forward to. This, I know I'm going to look forward to doing it. I know that was fun during our summer blockbuster month. We're going to do something a bit similar here for October. Uh, so check it out. Okay, guys. Well, I think that is as good as place as any to go ahead and say this is the Dad in the Rock podcast signing off for the evening. This is the way. You have spoken. You have spoken.